I'm about to big screen this. It's not going to do that. Well, I think it's already recorded. No, yeah. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Come here, John. Ooh. All right, yeah, perfect. we got to get close in. Yeah, you recording? Yeah, it's on. All right, perfect. What episode is this? 145. All right. You want to do the intro? Or? No, you want to. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 145. We are officially a thick woman. Um, this is the podcast and chill show. I'm here today with uh, myself, Vanessa Belli, one third host. I don't know why I'm doing the intro. I never do the intro. I'm always last, but not least. Uh, I'm here with uh, Warlock.pod, Little Bang Theory, whatever you want to call them, Dog, DFI, God. Uh, yeah, formerly on Instagram. Uh, you can follow the podcast page at Pod and Chill Show on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, all our podcasting platforms, YouTube. This video is going to be up there, so check it out. Thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at DuffNoBear. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NotDuffNoBear or just DuffNoBear. I'm under a VPN right now, uh, so the feds don't try to get me. <laughs> and that's just how it is. All right, man. Let's address the elephant in the room really quickly. We have the pleasure of reaching out to an individual. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's been on the news. He has a, a lot, a lot of, a lot, a lot of different videos. I tried to watch a lot of them. I was like, oh my God, this man has like a thousand videos. If that, you know, on YouTube. Man, Mr. Sharp, AKA Hotep Jesus. Let's clap it up for Hotep Jesus real quick. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate you. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. How y'all feeling tonight? Man, feeling real good. I feel like talking about some controversy. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get into <laughs> let's, it. Let's get into it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So listen, man, there's a lot of things been going on, you know, obviously in the news, out the news, in the street, out the street, in the courtroom, in the courthouse. It's a bunch, a bunch of places. Give me just some of like, you know, not even really highlights. Just talk to me more so about how you feel about the continental shift that's going on in the country. Just talk to me a little bit. Mm. I don't give a fuck. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, it, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm just, you know, we sitting back and we watching white folks argue. We have we watching we 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 watching them have a cold civil war, you know. And that was my big thing, like with the whole Trump versus Biden thing and black people picking sides. I'm like. Why y'all always run in to help these Democrats win an election? You know what I mean? It's like these is these is crackers fighting crackers. Let them niggas figure they shit out. We need, I mean, and then we why, why they trying to figure they shit out and they arguing and they having a little civil war. We could be in the in the corner doing us, you know. Killers move in silence, man. We do too much talking. You know, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And that was actually one of the questions. It was a follow-up, little segue to what I had to ask you, you know. So you're black, African-American. I don't always have to use the term black, you know, because some people feel really touchy about that, you know, regardless. You're African-American, whatever you want to describe yourself as, right? So is myself. But we see here, besides 2008 and obviously 2012, a lot of individuals that look like us, all right, are subjugated to vote for these individuals who have had millions and millions of dollars for years, Right. Yeah. I remember I was watching one of your videos, you were explaining how, you know, Hillary Clinton basically stole children from Uganda, not Uganda, was it Uganda? It was Haiti. It was Haiti. They stole, they stole right. children from Haiti and basically used them as indentured servants and things like that. But that just piles on to what I'm trying to say. So my question here is, 
how do you feel about people that look like us that are so quick to run to the polls to individuals that don't look like them, have no idea what their platforms is, just blindly following media and, you know, things like that, just try to get another white person elected into Congress or into the presidency for example. None, 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 I'm, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that at least two, two out of three of y'all that's sitting in front of me right now actually uh, did not vote. No, I voted. I'm, all right, all three of y'all voted. Yeah, yeah, blindly. He said blindly. Yeah. For who? Uh, opposite of Trump. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I voted for my friend. Oh, who? Man. He just some dude I knew. He was white, but it's my friend though. Like I knew him for a long He's time. Actually- he was actually, he was actually right. in the ballot, but obviously he didn't get a lot of votes. And who and who who my who my other man's vote for? Oh uh, man, uh I voted opposite of Trump too, man. <laughs> oh, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> niggas don't even want to say his name. <laughs> like it's like it doesn't really matter to me, you know. Yeah, it's what not I mean? like a proud decision, but you know. It's not even was a that lucky. your first time? Was that your first time voting? Nah. Second, second time being eligible. Yeah, second time. Yeah. So who'd you vote for the first time? Oh, I, I wasn't really into politics back then, so I was blindly following. So basically, it was Hillary. So after that election, that's when I wanted to get more educated on politics and what it really was. So both and, y'all, both y'all voted Democrat because your mama and your auntie or somebody told you in to. the house. Uh, my first time, yeah. Oh, not me. Basically, not me. Not me. Simply because yeah. how I because I used to be a youth delegate for the National League of Cities, right? So I was able okay. to and everything that went in terms of voting. Now, mind you, my vote didn't even count because I was a part of that grand lawsuit that happened in PA that they, they struck all mail-in ballots off the record. Like they completely, okay. they, blew my, they blew my vote out the water. But when I went down there, I did my research and this is why I'm still, I'm a freshman in college. All right, so my right. knowledge on politics only spanned a couple of years, even though I was heavy in politics, regardless, I was looking back at it and I was like, yo, if I vote for Hillary, right? If I vote for Hillary, nine times out of 10, she's gonna have the same type of policies that her husband voted for, that her husband passed. And I'm looking at Trump, I'm like, yo, I couldn't vote for Trump simply. I don't care how famous you were or whatever. I couldn't do that vote simply because I know that if you're not a politician, you're not going to be able to think and handle policies, especially foreign policy. So I was like, no on you. So when I was younger, I voted for Bernie Sanders. Okay. Bernie, Bernie, the socialist. He is a socialist. The the Bernie, the Democrat socialist. socialist. I mean, it's just a bunch of niggas. It's just a bunch of niggas choosing what white man going to be their new master. Yeah, that's all that shit is. That's all it is. Did you, you know, feel that same way in 2012? Um, I've always felt like that. Okay. You know, I was born Hotep. You know, the only time I actually voted with emotion was Obama. And I voted for him uh, the first time. And I did it just because he was black. And if I had to do it again, I'd do it again. Just to say we had a nigga in there. Whether sometimes we claim it as a nigga or we claim that he mulatto and half and he ain't grow up black and all them other facts. You know what I mean? But just just because, you know, I wanted to see that that brown face in there and he was cool. But I knew nothing. It was like if you if you told me or asked me, do I expect him to do anything? I didn't expect him to do anything for black people. I, I when I voted for him, I knew that was I had knew enough enough. I knew enough about the world and US politics to know not to expect nothing from government. I've always been leery of government. 
Um, and, and when people keep participating in this shit, I'm just like, why y'all keep signing up for this shit? So I don't vote. I don't vote. Yeah, so you're saying you don't vote. Um, what are you, what is your like general thoughts though on like the lesser of two evils? People always say that. Um, if you vote for the lesser of two evils, then you the third evil. Third evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard you just chose Mike. evil. Yeah, I heard Killer Mike say something before he said, um, "Choose the lesser of the two evils." Like the devil still wins and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't really agree with it. Like, you're you're still evil at the end of the day. Like. In the eyes of like, of like a Democrat, the Republican. What the, what why what are you expecting the dem, did the government to do for you? To do for you? Um, uh, what has the government done for you? Just like they have done nothing for you. Yeah, I was nothing. That. They do nothing for you. They make your life harder. That's what they do. They make your life harder. Right? Huh? Incredibly hard. I mean, you could take it all the way back. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, 400 years ago, I'm not about to sit here and do that because we all, me and you both know and so is everyone in this room. But let's take let's take it back 30, 40, even 50 years ago. You ever watch basketball? Yeah. OK, cool. Well, Isaiah Thomas said his father, you know, simply because of, you know, Reagan and all that, that was going on. His father had to leave the house simply so his mother could uh, get Social Security for her eight, eight, nine kids. So. People always say, oh, I need the government. Oh, how dare you do this? How dare you do that? How dare you do this? And I'm yeah. sitting here like, I can't believe it. You know, and it's like, it's, yeah. and, I, and I bring it up on, I pro- you probably never uh, listened to any of the episodes, but I, I talk about it like this. It's Plato's allegory of the cave. I talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. The reason why I do is because it's okay when you're chained to that wall in the allegory and you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because ignorance is bliss. If you don't know anything, I'm not going to expect you to know anything. But it's when, right. you, when you leave that cave, you get what I'm saying? When you break those quote unquote shackles or whatever you want to call them and you see mm-hmm. that there's something else out there and you come back to the tribe, you know, you come back to the mm-hmm. people in the cave and they laugh, they ridicule, they're scared. They, they just yeah. don't care. Like there was slaves that didn't want to leave the plantation. We could talk about this all day. And if you really want to look at the proverbial plantation is the government. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know, do you know why they didn't want to leave the plantation? Tell me why. Well, cause that shit was comfortable. Hmm. And, and a lot of America was, uh, you know, at that time, 50, you, literally 50% of the population was in poverty during these times you know if you if you were to survive you had to work from sun up to sundown as a slave you didn't work that hard these are just the facts of the matter you know um it, it just didn't make sense to work hard you were forced to work um slaves used to take vacations come back without punishment um you know if we're going to talk about slavery we got to tell the whole story i think we always hear slavery from the uh abolitionist side of things but the abolitionists had an agenda and when they had an agenda they created propaganda and they had to make they had to take the extreme moments of slavery and feed that to people right but there's a real reason why some if if slavery was as bad as they said it would why would anybody stay in that right you have to ask yourself that question if it was so bad and they was whipping you and all this shit 
the fact of the matter is everybody got whooped in them days. It didn't matter what color you was. The whip was for everybody. They used to have this thing called a pillory. And they stick your head and your arms in there. They make your ass sit there and they whip you. Or you or they or they take your kids and 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 strap them to trees and they would whip their kids. Like corporal punishment was 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 part of their culture. Lynching, it didn't matter, you know, it was part of their culture. But you had to understand that if it was so bad, why would they stay on the plantation? They stayed on the plantation because sometimes, you know, they were even um, there's there's accounts of slaves, you know, being able to uh, have like semi careers, you know, uh, where, you know, maybe they make something with their hands. They were allowed to go sell that shit. They were allowed to have money. You know, they don't tell that whole story of slavery. Um, but some of the slaves was like, yo, why would I be free? And I still, and then, and then it comes with the burden of voting. It comes with the burden of paying taxes. It comes with the burden of being, a, it's, it's like, it's like, why would you move out your mama house? If everything good with you and your mama, right? You ain't paying no rent. Why would you leave your mama house? Right? Like I always tell kids, I'm like, yo, if your parents ain't, ain't, ain't forcing you to pay rent, you know what I mean? Stack your chips and stay home. You know, why incur the cost? And it was a big cost to be free during them days, man. It was hard to live out here, man. It's not like today where you could pick up the internet and, you know, start making some money and shit like that. Back in the days, man, it was, life was rough. Like I said, 50% of the population was in poverty. I mean, let's talk about it right now. Like literally about right now, if you have over $1,000 in your bank account, you're doing better than 62% of the whole United States of America. Just $1,000. Three out of every four families, right? Three out of every four families don't have $1,500 that they need it for an emergency situation. So that mm. means that people always want to do this get rich. Like you talk about mm. the internet. Okay, fine. People want to get rich. People want to start a YouTube channel. People so what you're saying is that 64, 64, you see, you say, you saying that the employment, the, uh, the poverty rate went up, right? And that makes sense because that's what happens when you add socialism and communism. And these things are welfare because you incentivize people to be to be poor. Of course. I got a homie; he needed some help. He got two kids; he needed some help from the government, and uh, government told him he worked too many hours. <laughs> so he's in order to get help from the government, he's got to not work. <laughs> the whole system is designed to screw us. It's, it's designed to ruin us. It's designed to ruin the entire population. That's the whole point of. Uh, socialism, you know, socialism is supposed to just uh, increase the power for the for the few through uh, centralization. Yeah, um, yeah. You just said something like before to the, the prior topic. I never really heard before. You mentioned yeah. that slaves had vacations. Can you explain that a little bit? Like, what was a slave vacation like? Slave vacation was like you just run away, <laughs> but, go yeah, kick yeah. it somewhere for like a week. Oh, okay. And then come back, and then just come back. And sometimes you'd get punished and sometimes you wouldn't, you know, when we look at some of the numbers, uh, they average one and a half whoopings a year. I think it's 1.2 whoopings a year because the slave master was so, became so intelligent in the art of, of, of slavery that he realized that whooping a slave ain't gonna churn out more work. You get, you get more bees with honey so they would treat their slaves like kids. They would treat them like they like they was family. Why would I want to upset this person? They outnumbered me on my property. Don't forget we had slave rebellions. 
So you piss off the 80 slaves you got on your plantations as you and your family, they can rebel any moment. It makes sense to make friends, right? And that's what they used to do. And you see, the thing is, which my biggest thing as well, a lot of people don't know, I hate movies. I don't watch movies. The reason why I don't watch movies yeah. is when I was younger, I would see like people like Tyler Perry, right? Who people love, people love Tyler Perry. They say, oh, Tyler Perry's for the culture, blah, 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 blah. I can't stand Tyler Perry. Yeah. All right. And even on top of that, a lot of people, I grew up around a lot of black women. Okay. And black women will love Tyler mm-hmm. Perry and they will love a lot of slave movies. All right. Be that yeah. as it may, I can't stand it. The reason why I can't yeah. stand it is because if you, if you're telling me that people watch movies for two reasons, for the pro-social aspect and for the subversive aspect, for the subversive aspect, yeah. being pro-social, you're looking for a happy ending, being subversive, you're trying to figure out, well, what is the point being, what is the plot what is basically sticking out to you calling you to watch this movie? Uh-huh. What is calling you to watch a movie about people that look like you, quote unquote, being whipped, being beaten, being killed, and you're waiting for an overcome story directed and written probably nine times out of 10 by somebody that has nothing to look like you or don't care about you. So what that means is that they're trying to make a dollar uh-huh. off of what they believe was your past. Why are you watching that? You know, so yeah. and I, I, I stray away from those type of movies simply because and they come out once every three years, once every two years, the same shit over and over and over again, which is a form of social conditioning. So you mean to yeah. tell me you have a slave movie coming out every other year, people still can't get off social assistance, half the people that have, all of us didn't grow up without a dad. So that's, that's literally, I don't know about yourself, but that's literally three out of the four people in this room that did not grow up without a father. Okay, and you mean to tell me that all of this isn't calculated? You mean to tell me uh-huh. that all this isn't planned? And when I told you, when I said earlier about leaving the cave, these are the same people that have ridicule. These are the same people that don't understand. These are the same damn people that don't want to leave the cave. They don't want to leave the ver- the proverbial plantation. So my question to you, Hotel Jesus, is what do you do with those people? Fuck them. <laughs> you don't pay no mind. They ain't got shit to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you know what I mean? What they eat don't make you shit. You know what I mean? You gotta do you. The kids, kids don't kids don't do what you say, they do what you do, they imitate you, right? So you 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 present them the best version of yourself and watch how they imitate you. Okay, well, right? as a race, do and, you and, and that's how and that's how people are. Okay. But as a race, do you think that we're behind day ball? Do you think we're progressing? Like, where do you think we are as a general race in this country? You know, white people dying out, right? Well, they're still the majority, but still. white people are literally dying yeah. out. Majority where not on this planet they are no, but in this country for maybe sure. in this country, but not on this planet, right? And in, in, in the world, in the more in the world, uh, I believe Asians has have overtaken, and and, and then there's the African definitely uh, Negroid, well. uh, phenotype. Um, yeah, absolutely, they're growing as well. Um, you, you know, to to um, to say we're behind the eight ball is. I don't know. It depends on how you look at this shit, man. You know, I it's is makes you think. It's not I mean like cuz you got to understand how the world works. The world works in tribes. Tribalism is is very natural. And and every group is playing a different game. China's playing a certain game. Japan's playing a certain game. America's playing a certain game. The European Union is playing a certain game. There's, 
there's a a, a a a a cold civil war happening in America. Okay. You know, and then like, and then it's like, and then you like throw black people into the mix, and it's just like, and then say we're behind the eight ball. I don't see it like that at all. I just see it as untapped potential, right? Like a lot of people say we behind the eight ball, we last place. I'm like, nah, we just dealing with untapped potential. I mean, we run America. America's number one export is entertainment and black people give them that. So we run America. All we got to do is tap into that potential. You know what I mean? We spend too much time with representation and not enough with ownership. So they'll put us in the movies, but do we own that movie? Do we own that production house? I like that. We got to start tapping into the potential, but the in, we have so much intrinsic power just from being a part of the African race. We could never technically be behind the eight ball. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, and you can, you can probably attest to this. Listen, a lot of people that look like us go on social media and try their hardest not to be us. Like, and and, and if you don't believe me, look at their bios. Yeah. I'm half black. I'm half black, but I'm half Dominican, and I'm half Asian. I'm half this i'm half cambodian when your great great uncle's grandma was cambodian one time and oh i'm half filipino this this that that just shows you that type that, of that that's not that's not a new that's not a new phenomenon that's not new you go back to antiquity when you had the afro arabs and and they would you know claim whatever their father was right and 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 screw their mother's side of the uh you know her african gene genes you know that's not new you know, the, the focus here is is building. The game in America is easy to play. It's real easy to play. Shut the fuck up, mind your business, invest your, and, and invest your chicken. That's it, you know, and build and, and create. That's, that's, what, that's what you are. When you, when you ask people, what's the definition of God? You know, some people will say he's the creator or she's the creator or it is the creator. And then if you look in the Bible, it say, you are God, ye are gods. So what does that make you? It makes you creators. So in order to exist in this world, you have to tap into that creative power like we're doing now, where you create this podcast with your homies, you're tapping into your creative power. That's all you got to do is tap into your creations. I, I mean, intellectual property um, is how you build wealth. IP is how you build wealth. And, 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 and people consume so much intellectual property on a daily basis and they don't even realize it. But ownership of things is what's important. This American game, as, as, as long as it stays as capitalist as possible, as, as free market as possible, is a great thing. The, the further we shift into communism, the harder it is to, it is it's going to be to make a little bit of money. They're trying to put the barometer somewhere with the socialism and communism to keep enough people poor so that they have a under underclass, um, which creates many problems uh, for everybody except the oligarchs. The oligarchs can use useful idiots. But for us, you know, those who have eyes who can see, it's it's about creation, man. You know, and it's about it's about putting them blinders on. Right, like old boy over here don't want to be black. All right, fuck him. He ain't got to be in my life. Like, fuck him. Then that he could do. Like, everybody has free will. That's what God gave you, free will. So you can't be mad at how somebody else choose to move their life. You can't even pay attention to it. That's how they choose. What you got to be looking at is people who is moving in the same vibe as you, and then that's who we got to be glued in on and 
saying, hey, yo, let's let's get behind that brother or sister or let's work with them, right? That's what we got to keep our mind focused. You know, all this like Dominicans don't want to be black conversation. I'm like, fuck them then, you know? This is a, this is a, we, we should want to be an exclusive group anyway. <laughs> I like that. I definitely like that. So my next question for you, not, I really want to move forward on this question. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So what do you consider your political affiliation to be? If you had to fuck the government, that's my political affiliation. Mm-hmm. I like fuck that. the government. You know, I mean, the, the best political party is no political party. They literally created a two party system to control motherfuckers. That's yeah. exactly why it exists. Mm-hmm. So and, and, it, and it will be like that forever. Right. To try and create a third party is, is ridiculous. It's 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 asinine. But if we got the American people on one accord and abandoned the Republican Democrat Party and went third party, we'd have control of the country. But everybody's stuck on, oh, you know, uh, a vote for the third party is throwing your vote away. Well, nigga, a vote is throwing your, your your vote away. As soon as you vote, you validate this bullshit ass government. You know, so I, I believe in um in building your own government, building your own systems. You I mean, know? philosopher John Locke, the philosopher John Locke said, what's going on? Did he go? Is he here? Okay, perfect. So like the philosopher John Locke once said that, you know, if you believe, if you solely believe that the government is corrupt, then you do have the right to pick up your stuff, pick up your house, quote unquote, and leave. You know, and you and you you touched yeah. on that, but the problem is, when will that be? Not necessarily saying that you know, obviously, but my question to you is: if we have the society, if we have people, you see with the protests, they turn into riots. People are angry. People are scared. Okay, people really want to get that direction. My other question can follow this later, but my question to you is: when is enough enough? People, we, we've been getting shot dead in the street for too many years. It's not about these, these couple 15, 16, 17 people this year. It's about a whole collective of every individual, every body that we've lost in this army, in this fight. You get what I'm saying? So my question to you is, when will that happen? What trajectory do we need to be on to move, to stay, stick, to stray away from the two-sided political party? What is it? Niggas just need niggas need an enlightenment, man. That's what the world needs is enlightenment. You know, when 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 everyone becomes enlightened, the government will become obsolete. Okay. The government only exists because we don't know how to carry on amongst ourselves. So they act as an intermediary, a mediator of sorts. But if people acted um, based upon their highest nature or as, as their religious work tells them to. We wouldn't have these problems, but you know, uh, the, the problem is enlightenment. There is no no enlightenment movement. Um, people are light beings. We are literally light beings. We are not these bodies we are encased in. And and the people that run the world understand this. this is why they have so much power because they've taken uh, a spiritual science. These two should never be divorced. A spiritual science and, and turned into this massive power. But this spiritual science, the, the idea that you are your soul, is the most important lesson uh, 
one can learn before they begin learning anything. And until you come to terms with you are not this body, you will never access your full power. Once you, once you have that enlightenment, that moment of enlightenment, you know you are that light being. And you know how to be of this world and at the same time not of this world and master that balance between physical and etherical or ethereal. That's when you have uh, an equilibrium, uh, a, 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 uh, a stable connection. Mm. Okay. When you have a stable connection, no bits and bytes are lost and you know, your upstreams or downstreams. When you are in accord with the universal string, when you are in accord with it, you make no mistakes. You are what Michael Jordan would call in the zone. Players here, you hear them say, I'm in the zone. And in this zone, when they're in this zone, they there is no thought. The mind, I'm talking about higher mind, the higher mind can only communicate with you and control you and help control you through your subconscious mind when you have a state of no thought. Once people master how to go into that zone, you see, people know right from wrong. People hear that voice in their head and they ignore it. Every time we ignore that voice in our head and ignore it, we knock ourselves off the path. Life is a conveyor belt. You ever put someone on a conveyor belt and just watch it go? So the intuition is like a conveyor belt. You ride it and you follow your intuition, you'll go straight to success. You'll go straight to where you want to be. The problem is those moments where you go chase a hoe when you know you wasn't supposed to, right? You take yourself off that conveyor belt and now the path is moving and you're stuck at a standstill and you stall out your moments of success. Now you can get back on the path. You can get back on the conveyor belt. But getting off and getting on is delaying the timing of what's to come. Because if you were on that conveyor belt, you may have linked with something that was super important because you never got off. But because you got off, that opportunity may have been deferred another 10, 20 years, 10 months. In, in mysticism, they call it walking the path. Stay on the path, they'll say. You'll, you'll, you'll hear people say this in like some movies when people are walking through the forest. But really, this is a mystical mantra stay on the path and it's really saying nigga, do the right thing do what you know you're supposed to be doing in each and every moment and that'll put you in direct connection with god or god consciousness or cosmic consciousness or infinite intelligence or the cosmic whatever you choose it'll put you in alignment with the higher mind's vibrational frequency that's where people need to be that's what people need to be. Now, the problem is this. The higher mind wants to communicate with you. Right. It wants to, it, it wants to inspire ideas upon you. But the higher mind, God, cosmic consciousness, whatever you want to call it. When the higher mind speaks to you, it can only speak based upon what you already have in this mind, in the brain. So if you only know one plus one, it can't show you how to go to the moon. But if you understand, you know, advanced theory on calculus, 
you know, some of the other mass trigonometry and so forth, then the God cosmic, uh, cosmic consciousness can say, yo, you know, I can show you how to use this to go to the moon, right? This is why we have to study. So, we, so we've gone from upper mind to logical mind or the brain, mm -hmm. okay? That's the study. We got to study. And study don't always mean read. There's, there's five, five pillars to learning, I believe. Um, it goes uh, reading, writing, listening, seeing, and then teaching. Teaching is the last one you do. You do not understand anything until you can teach it because in the moments when you teach, you learn what you don't know because people that you're teaching are gonna be asking you questions. So you're gonna to have to tweak and that's why teachers always get better. I have a class I do every Saturday, it makes me sharp, right? So that's the mind. Always make the mind sharper with those five pillars. Okay. So what's the last piece? The last piece is ultimate control over the body, right? That's control over the desires that includes you know, um, uh, uh, debauchery, you know, uh, that includes your diet, you know, and that includes, you know, your workout, you know, how you treat your body. Cause you gotta remember your body is your, your vehicle. That's where your soul is gonna reside. Your soul is gonna permeate through every single cell in your body. And that's where it's gonna reside. Now, the God expression cosmic consciousness expression as it imbues imbues in you that spiritual essence can can only have the kinetic potential of the strength of your physical body it's like uh old boy from my hero academia before he got all might's power he had to go lift a little bit first otherwise the power would have destroyed his body you know what i'm saying it's the same thing. The, when, it, when the Japanese create these cartoons is because they are teaching you a mystical practice. That's why I have my kids watch anime. They're teaching you mystical practices. These mystical practices, as it relates all the way down through those three things, upper mind, lower mind, body, these things mastered, black people can't be defeated, man. Nobody on the planet can be defeated. Now, I, I like what you said. That, there. That, that's where you create discipline. I like what you said there. So let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because um, I don't know. I don't know personally, like, you know, your your education level on the like, like in terms of college, master's degree, doctorate level. Whatever. I dropped out. OK, now listen to this. Tell me why. Because I was smarter than everybody there. Didn't make sense to be there. I was okay. making more money not being there. I was losing money going to school. Stay with that. Stay with that. Please stay with that. Because my question to you is obviously I graduated college at a four-year, four-year institution, four-year, whatever, whatever. So have you. Now, I have my own business with my podcast partner right here. We have our own business. And I dropped out as well. I dropped out uh, first year. I made more money. Smart man. I dropped out. I made more money without a degree ever than staying in school as well. So, Yeah. Yeah. And my, my question, because as I'm in school, I remember I was my junior year of college and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm sitting and I'm realizing I'm looking at these documents because my friend owed $60,000 in student loans, junior year. Mm. 
If you go back to grade school, mm -hmm. they teach you how to get ready for high school. You go to high school, they teach you how to get ready for college. You go to college, they teach you how to work a nine to five. Now, my true thing is yeah. education. I can't stop reading. That's okay. Yeah. Now, some people aren't built like that, and that's completely. That's the new slavery. What you just, what you just, what you just described was the new, is the new form of slavery. And watch. Remember, this. I told you as long as you can make the shit. Remember, I told you as long as you can make the shit comfortable, you can keep your slaves. Come on. Slavery's evolved. Now the thing. Slavery's is, evolved. The thing that the thing that burns me up now, being graduating college, and I'm I'm looking at the people that studied with me, bio majors, engineering yeah. majors, working at Walmart, can't get a job at Target, working at. Yeah. College. And I'm sitting here yeah. singing these children, because that's what we are, children, $80,000 in debt, yeah. $70,000 in debt. They teach you for over 20 years of your life to go yeah. get a degree, go get a diploma. When the thing is, even as Black folks, right, as African-Americans, when we first got free from slavery, we were what? We were watermelon farmers. We were sharecroppers making bank, making yeah. lucrative money. But to fluctuate the job market and to keep black people oppressed, and I hate to use that word oppressed, but to keep that to keep the black people oppressed, I said, hey, get some prestige. Let's go to college. You you can't, you didn't go to college. Let's go to college. Hey, people used to be so happy. Oh, I was the first generation to go to college. You the first generation to have a thousand dollars of debt. So who's really a slave right now? Now you got to work. Now you got to work for the government because the government said, hey, you worked me five, 10 years. You, I'll pay all your debt off. Now, five, 10 years of your life is now dedicated to working for somebody else instead of knowing your own wealth. And what, you need is a, what, you, what you need is a marketable skill. Now, you may get that from college. You may not. But what you need is a marketable skill. And when I say marketable skill, it mm -hmm. means something that's relevant to the life and times that you're living in. Okay. Right? So if you were in video production right now, you'd be in a good lane because everything's going video. If you were in advertising, you'd be in a video advertising. You'd be in a good lane. You good for a, a good while. You don't go to college to for, for, for that type of shit. You go, you just fucking, you just go fucking learn that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and there's there's certification programs, right? You don't have to go to like necessarily college. You can go to all types of video production schools just to learn. You're really going for the skill. You're not going for the certification. Some people go for the certification. If you're going for the certification, you're going for all the wrong reasons. Um, you want to go because you want to learn. The, the the certification is just a cherry on top. But you need a marketable skill, whatever is relevant to your time. And you can get that, you can, some places you can get that for free. Some places you get that for a hundred bucks, you know, buy a little course here and there online, buy a book here and there online and learn a real relevant skill. You know, um, social media blew up over the past few years. You know, had you, had you, uh, you know, been setting up your resume properly two, three, four, five years ago, you'd be sitting pretty. You can be a social media manager. You know, you don't go to college for a social media manager position. You know what they're at, you know what they're worried about? Can you produce results? And if you pop up and you say, hey, look, here are five accounts I've built over the past few years and all of them got 10,000, 100,000 followers, they don't give a fuck if you got a college degree or not. They seeing results. And that's what that's the only thing that that this shit comes down to is can you produce results? You got a kid right now that got into the IBM Watson program. He's 15 years old. He didn't need a college degree to get that job. Why? Because he had a skill. Because the nigga was coding AI, right? 
do some shit and learn some shit that nobody else know. That's super relevant. Nobody's going to care if you got a college degree, if you know how to code. <laughs> They're not going to be like, so you, you built this app that just did, uh, you know, 100,000 hits, you know, daily or whatever. Can I see your college degree? No, they're not going to do that. They're going to say, yo, can you build me an app? <laughs> they're going to pay you to build an app. This is where we are with the internet. And people always say colleges for dummies. Actually, colleges for engineers. Uh, it's got to be the right type of engineer. Uh, like I said, marketable. And, you know, see where the market's going. Data scientists is one of the best uh, areas to go to as far as uh, engineering is concerned and sciences. Doctor, lawyer. These are the only things you're going in there for, right? It's, the stems and and some and not all of the stems do you need to be in that college environment you know but outside of them that shit's for dummies that shit's for dummies you it's it's for slaves you basically saying yo i need somebody to pay me every two weeks or, or every week i need a paycheck to survive out here you know some of us is is wild lions some people is is zoo, is, is zoo animals what's the difference between zoo animals and 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 wild animals if you take a a, a uh, uh, a wild animal and you put him in a zoo, he's going to be miserable. He might even die. He's so miserable. If you take a, a zoo animal and put him in a wild, what happened? He's going to die. He don't know how to get his own food, right? So that's that's exactly how the difference between a hustler and, and, and a wage, W-2 wage employee. W-2 wage employee, if he lost that job, he wouldn't know how to survive out here. But some of us is actually lions and we know how to survive out here. We don't need no, we don't need nobody giving me a check. I find a check. I pay myself daily, hourly. You know what I'm saying? Cause I got, that's, that's the real goal. And I've always known that, which is why college didn't make sense to me because I'm like, yo, let's just get to the money. Like fuck, I go to college and I'm smarter than the teacher. So obviously I don't need to be here. Obviously they need to be here more than me. I pulled up in a nicer car than my teacher, so obviously they not doing something, right? And my car, not even that hot, has got a little Honda Accord. And she pulled up in this Pinto and shit, so she do, she down bad. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's about equitable, about having marketable skills, man. What, what the fuck can you do? What can you build? And what have you built? What have you created? Going back to that God power, what have you created? Or what did you, like I asked my kids, what did you create today? What did you bring into this world that did not previously exist? Yeah. So basically like your experience should be your diploma or degree rather than like, you know, showing proof that you went to school to get the job. Yeah, the school shit is for motherfuckers that stupid. Some motherfuckers that you ever hear somebody say, um, I went to go go get a job and they asked for two years experience, but I didn't have the experience. Yeah, it's like a catch twenty-two. And everybody, everybody Yeah, it's a catch you see the setup. you told me go get the degree, right? But in yeah. order to get the job, my degree is qualified for, I need two years of experience. So which one is it? Yeah. The problem is somebody then took your spot that had five years experience and no college degree was hired because you know what? Cause they actually knew what the fuck they was doing. Yeah. Which is, which is the sad <laughs> a nigga like me, you know how many jobs I apply for that said college degree? Mm -hmm. You know how I many people, I, you know how I many interviews I walked in on and they asked me for a resume and I said, y'all still use those? <laughs> yeah. It's the sad truth. It's, I tell them straight up, look, what are your what are your goals here as a corporation? Here's what I've done. Would you like to do business? 
Would you like to meet these goals? What are your KPIs? When you start talking that language, what are your KPIs? When you start talking like you understand that business and you understand these industries, it's, it's just grown folk talking to grown folk at that point. Mm-hmm. Then they get the, oh, I, right? I, 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 yeah, I bet. Cause like, and that's, and that's the one thing, you know, because I do, especially when uh, everybody loves to use this word systematic racism. Everybody likes to talk about it. Everybody likes to talk about it. I've seen it. All right. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. But mm-hmm. my whole thing is this. These people that have these jobs, you know what you're going up against. For example, if you were an entrepreneur, like, you know, I work, obviously I use my nine to five. I use my W-2 to fund my entrepreneurial income, to fund my yes. business. Because that's, yes. that's, that's what smart people are supposed to do. It's like, why well, start from zero? All right. If I could use a job that obviously I live, still live with my parents, still live with my yeah. parents. Why not? That yeah. money literally funds my investment. That's what you're supposed my to do. Job. That's what it's supposed to yeah. do. You have people, right. That will go look for these jobs and they will go and put their life on line for these jobs. And I'm trying to tell people, if you have no safety net, if you have nothing to fall back on, that man can tell you to leave tomorrow. You got to diversify your income streams. There we go. You got to have income coming from all different types of places. I'll be getting checks in the mail. I'm like, damn, I forgot. I, I got, I forgot that was a revenue stream. You know what I'm saying? It's just money come from different places. You know what I mean? I bought the Tyson fight the other night because it was just money sitting in my PayPal account. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, the money got to be. Yeah, you know, I did a, a little launch program for somebody. They paid me, and you know, I got my little change and went to the PayPal. I didn't need the money, just left it in the fucking PayPal. And, you know, it's just money in my PayPal in case I ever, you know what I mean? But you got to have money just coming from diff- every different way. You know, you get one stream. Once you got that stream set up and it's coming in, you got to optimize. What's the next stream? I like that. I really do like that. And I, and, and I, it's got to be passive. It's got to be passive too. It, it can't be, it can't be, uh, Sweat, sweat income. It's got to be passive. It's got to be that type of income that come in while you're sleeping. That's where it come back to IP and intellectual property. Now, now I know, I I know I said we had you for 45 minutes. I know, but I really want to get this one question off if you don't mind. All right. So I feel and on my, we have a Patreon, obviously the podcast and show show has its own Patreon. And sometimes on the Patreon, we discuss you know, certain things that's not always met, that's meant to go pat in front of the paywall. Okay, sometimes we get a little more candid. Now, I was very, very candid about how I felt about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement funding the Democratic Party. You get what I'm saying? And things mm-hmm. like, and I actually got into an argument with one of my friends, a very heated argument, because they said, yo, do you want a Black Lives Matter t-shirt? And I said, no. Mm. They were like, why not? Why don't you why don't you support Black Lives Matter? Why not? Why not? Why not? I said, listen to me. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right. Philadelphia is the number one spot in the world for heroin, for heroin abuse and heroin overdose. The poverty line mm. in Philadelphia is over $17 billion. Mm. Right. I've never seen not one person from Black Lives Matter come to my city to try to help me, to try to help anybody I look like. Only thing I've ever seen Black Lives Matter do is do a sit-in for 21 Savage when he got out of prison. 
That is not Black Lives Matter. That has nothing to do with me. So if you tell me, do I support Black Lives Matter? The answer is no, I do not. But the reason isn't because I don't agree with the slogan. Of course, Black Lives Matter, because my life fucking matters. My life matters, mm-hmm. your life matters. But when you're sitting there asking me, oh, well, how come you don't support? Why am I gonna support a group that doesn't believe or nowhere in their slogan does it say that they wanna have the advancement of the black man? They don't say that. Mm. Why do I see that, mm. oh, their money goes to fund Joe Biden's presidential campaign? Why do I mm. see that all these individuals out there left and right have never came to the fourth largest city in the country. And I've never, before 2019, before <laughs> you, you support, <laughs> let me, don't even do that to me. Don't even do that to me. Don't, That's let, your city, right? Don't uh, even do that to me. They have never been there, <laughs> have never been here. So I'm gonna tell you why, I'm gonna tell you why. Don't even show me that. <laughs> I'm, gonna tell, I'm gonna show you why, I'm gonna show you why. If you go to blmchapterstatement.com, Go ahead. I'm going to say it one more time. BLMchapterstatement.com. Mm-hmm. This says at the top, statement from the front lines of BLM. It is time for accountability. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to summarize and tell you that these chapters and one of the signatories, it says signatories right here. BLM Philly is one of them. Indy, it's a bunch of them, DC, NJ, Vancouver, San Diego, Hudson Valley, 5280, Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. Are complaining that BLM Global Network has been taking all the money. The head organization, you know, the Black Lives Matter that you're talking about, the, the the big dog, the one that that the money's going through the Democrat uh, uh, a payment processor. OK. Act Blue. Yeah. OK. Hmm. So the reason why you haven't seen Black Lives Matter Philly in Philly is because they're saying they haven't received any support from the Black Lives Matter Global Network. So when you say you don't want to support, it's because you don't want to support fraudulence, which these people were a victim of. These people were a victim of the fraudulence. So you were smart enough to know what you were dealing with was fraudulent. But now these chapters that I just named, they published this today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten Black Lives Matter organizations across the country have come out and asked for accountability and transparency regarding the funds of the Black Lives Matter Global Network today. Okay. And that's that's ironic. I didn't even know that. Funny money. That's ironic. Funny money. So your man's is mad you ain't want the shirt. Meanwhile, the chapters have gotten no help from Big Daddy, Big Mama. Whoever it is. And it's crazy because when I went on the site, I went on the site because I discussed this behind the paywall simply because I didn't really feel like being too controversial. But when I saw it, it listed every single individual in the mission statement, every single non-binary, every single everything. LGBT. LGBT, minority, but not the black man. 
the straight black man. Mm-hmm. So you mean? So I asked you this question, right? Jesus, I asked you this question. The one thing, the one thing that black people are clinging to, almost as bad as they mama's titty, yeah. is the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement, right? That has yeah. never. Yeah. never contributed to anything so my final question for you is how do you feel about yeah. the black lives matter movement and to follow up to follow up since we live in this time when we're literally clinging to people who take all of our money that's what it does it's, it's worse than the church sometimes it takes all of our money and gives it to themselves who is an african-american leader that we can unionize behind and be able to have representation because every leader we've ever had whether it be the government or uh, the powers that be, have been assassinated. You don't want no leader. You don't want no leader. You don't. You don't. You don't want no leader. Tell me you don't why. want no leader. Tell us why. No Tell leader. Me. Best leader is no leader. Stop. Stop looking. Stop looking for leaders. That's dumb. Only. 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 Only hoes need leaders. Mm-hmm. Only hoes need leaders. You a hoes? You a whore? Only a hoe needs a leader, and her leader is called a pimp. And that's what you get when you ask for leaders. You get pimps. And they start pimping your ass. And that's why they call them race pimps. Right? You don't need no leader. Lead your motherfucking self. Lead your family. Create young boys who grow up to be gazillions and millions of leaders. We don't need one leader. There's no one leader that exists. If you ask me a question like that, I'm going to tell your ass, Hotep Jesus, follow me on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to lead me, motherfucker? Shit. You know what I'm saying? But no man should be looking for no leader. Um... What was the question before that? The question before that is, how do you personally feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? Do you feel- Oh, like- the Black Lives Matter movement. I exposed them in 2015, 2014. I've been exposed them. See, back then, you know, I, you know I'm always ahead of the curve on these niggas. So I, I was like, yo, this shit's from fraud agency. Yo, y'all don't want to fuck with this. And Black Twitter tore into me. Yo, you just hating, da, da, da. I'm like, nah, this some fake shit. Yo, this some, this some, I know a scam when I see a scam. This is a scam, yo. And it was like, nah, 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 you just hating. I ain't no doubt. Well, here we are five, six years later, and I'm I I was right. I was correct. This is why I don't talk to niggas no more. Like I said, like I don't, I don't talk to niggas no more. I just shut the fuck up and, and build my companies. You know what I mean? Because niggas gonna be niggas, niggas not gonna listen to you. It, just cause you just cause you got the truth don't mean niggas gonna listen. You know what I mean? So I, I I stay in my I stay in my bubble. And if people people got questions and want to know what, what's happening, they could come ask me and I'll tell them. But they're not gonna be ready for the truth anyway. I was six years, seven years ahead on this, on this case. I called Sean King out way before everybody. They told me I was jealous, huh? And here they are right here asking for accountability. After all this time, all these years, hundreds of millions of dollars pumped into this Black Lives Matter organization and none of it reaches the local, local area. So you know what happens now? Thankfully, some money's probably gonna reach these people now because, you know, we got to lean on this story. We got to hold that organization accountable. We got to make sure that the money gets down to these local chapters and they do what they said they want to do because that's money can be can be used for, for providing internet and computers and phones to the youth so we can start uh, preparing ourselves for this technological revolution coming. That's perfect. That's perfect. Hotep Jesus, I appreciated everything you said today, man. I really do really much power to you. Listen, man, uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, um, coming out. You know, being at Zoom or not, you still came out, still felt like you was here, you know, for the last time. Uh, clap it up for Hotel Jesus, man. Clap it up, clap it up. 
Thank you. May you have any final words? Anything? Yo, um, Hotep and Bill. Hotep and Bill, man. Hotepnation.com. Follow, uh, watch my Thursday night show. Hotep's been told you. YouTube.com slash Hotep Jesus. That's the, that's the most fun you're going to have. We cover all, all the topics during the week. And, you know, um, we, we, we make it funny. It's pure comedy. But you get my raw takes, you know, like I don't give Twitter my raw takes. All my raw takes come off on the, um, so if you watch the show, you, you'll get the predictions, but I don't tweet it no more because, you know, that's where the Hoy Poloi hangs out at. <laughs> All right. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, we appreciate it, man. Much love to you. Hope to see you real soon. You know, podcast will follow you. Obviously, I believe I followed you. I followed you today. So, you know, it was much love, man. At Take me. Easy, okay? Yeah, no, at me. At me so I can follow back. All right, I will. I'll make sure of that. Poor. All right, man. Take it easy, brother. Sure. Peace.